0: Getting there where we're always surviving, we're sometimes thriving, and we're just trying our best to make it. I'm Shelby, I'm here with my co-host. I'm Diana. And this podcast is being produced through Loyola University Chicago's Her Campus chapter. We're here to talk about all the things that are scary and crazy and exciting and interesting and weird and honest about being a young woman on the edge of a huge transition. And we're just trying to get there.
1: And as usual, it's us, ya girls, and ya, ya girls, girls need a song rec every week. Yeah. So we will be giving you guys a song <laughs> or podcast recommendation. And we've been like hyping up our song wrecks. We haven't talked about like what they are, mm. why we're so excited for them. But right, would right. you like to go first?
0: Absolutely. Mm. I texted Diana. What day did I text you? It was like last week.
1: Yeah, it was in the past. It's yeah. been in the past. <laughs> <laughs> it was a while ago. History. <laughs>
0: um, and I was like, I have next week's songwreck ready for myself i've been listening to it on repeat i want to preface this by saying no tea no shade i just like don't usually listen to haim Haim? how do haim. You I haim. Haim. H-A-I-M. h-a-i-m i just like i've never listened to them ever yeah oh, I love that. and i guess i should because i have not stopped listening to their new song now i'm in it
1: oh yes yes i actually listened to that one i came across mm, my like yes s- was it my Spotify thing probably <gasps>
0: yes well okay. as some of you know I host a radio show on Wednesdays and what's re- the last song of the show is always really important to me I love ending on like a really good song and so last week I had to end it on now I'm in it because it's so good and I'm not going off brand even though this is like a more upbeat poppy song um cause it's still sad sticking, so. <laughs> sticking
1: with the whole depression theme I like that for you I We're truly do still
0: sticking I am nothing but not consistent <laughs>
1: Glad you had this going for you. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, It's all about. It's all about um, thinking that you're good, thinking that everything is all right, and then like kind of realizing that you're not. Maybe Um, the lyrics are all like, "I said I would this time. I said I would do it right. Said I would never break this promise. And I'm back to counting on us. We Mm. can't be friends. We can't pretend that it makes sense. Um, And it's like." Now I'm in it. I've like I've been trying to find my way back to myself. I've been trying to get back to normal. Mm-hmm. But in this moment right now, I'm failing and it hurts. That's what <gasps> it's about. Yeah.
1: Oh, struck a chord. See, like those like Cynthia Poppy songs. Like I almost never listen to the lyrics because either one, I can't understand what it is—a very indie alternative thing, you know, of me to say. Um, <laughs> or just like I'm too busy. En- I'm too busy enjoying like the song yeah. to stick to the lyrics. And I feel like a lot of, you know, what tiny time, him, if you will, <laughs> does is, you know, it's like that, like, I'll listen to the song than the lyrics, so. Yeah. What, is,
0: what, what out. is your song this week?
1: So I changed mine based off of the conversation that we just had before the podcast. Like, Shelby and I have been sitting on my couch for, like, two hours just talking about <laughs> all of the things that have been going on in our lives. We haven't seen each other
0: for a good five days. Like yeah, so. <laughs>
1: that's, that's a lot for us. Like, we usually see each other... Every other day, every yeah. day, whatever. Yeah. Um, we've just been super busy, and so we've been catching up and, like, literally just divulged all of my emotional hurt onto you mm. before this. So I'm like, mm, I had to change my song. The other one was too upbeat. So like, well,
0: as I mentioned about two hours ago, <laughs> we're feeling a little raw. Yeah. Emotionally raw. I hate the word I choice,
1: said but said Shelby said she <laughs> comes up <laughs> to me, she's like, you know, I came home in the day a little raw. And like, Gianna just stared at me. <laughs> I, I'm like, did you, like, use, like, body scrub and just like, ouch, like, a couple of things, No, but... emotionally raw. Oh, okay, yeah, so we're, we're feeling a little emotionally yeah. raw right now. Yeah, I think yeah. you can maybe tell that in our voices. We're just both on the verge of tears. <laughs> <laughs> so my rec is Jupiter by Donna Mizal. Mizzal, Misal. someone tell me if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but this is the only song that I know from her. Um, I found this song... As I find most of my music, literally, no, I lied. I found this song on Facebook. Do you ever Whoa. get random music videos on your Facebook feed? Like no. sponsored ads from Apple. <laughs> They're like I sponsored ads for me.
0: I don't go on my Facebook feed, so that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I yeah.
1: always get song racks from Apple on my feed because I'm like, I like their page. Once right. on a blue moon, um, and that's where I discovered like are you bored yet by cairo and Mm, like yeah actually a bunch of songs i find off of facebook so this was another one um and it's just another haunting Mm. like kind of synthy like indie-ish kind of jam that is all i listen to um and it's all about like oh gosh let let me pull up these lyrics but it's all about like you've been waiting so long to feel this way you just really want to be in love and like you think you may have found it with someone, and you're just like, I'm ready. I want to be in love, and it's, it's beautiful, and it's so good. And have to if any song wrecks, you know you guys are gonna grasp onto. It should be this song. Putting it out there.
0: I'm so excited to listen to it. Mm. I listened to it on my walk back home tonight.
1: Please walk safe.
0: Oh, I'm gosh. just kidding. I'm going to take an eight ride. Good. good. <laughs> it's way too listen cold outside. To an
1: eight ride. It's freezing.
0: It's cold. And what rhymes with cold? Kindness.
1: <laughs> I, mean, I think the fact that your voice crack matches that real ragged transition. But you know what? I don't want you to edit that out. <laughs> That's staying. That's staying. You know what? Tomorrow's World Kindness Day. Is it not Shelby?
0: Who said that? <laughs> Who told us? <laughs> Do we ever fact check that? <laughs>
1: Oh okay, no. well, <laughs> <we're gonna swing. laughs> no, one, Wednesday, November 13th. Okay, we're good, we're good. Fact-checked. Now we're that good. those bases are covered. <laughs> Tomorrow's World Kindness Day. In case y'all didn't know. Um, <laughs> we almost did it,
0: so. <laughs> November 13th, if you're listening to this after it comes out, um, we have some thoughts. Mm. Kindness is a word that carries a lot of connotations as a person in general. But as a young woman, it's got some more loaded connotations, and we would just like to preface this by saying that we realize that there are other connotations that come with um, being a woman of color, mm-hmm. being a black woman, being a Latina woman, mm-hmm. um, Native American, whatever it. That is a, a a separate battle in and of itself, and we can't speak to that truth. So um, yeah. we recognize it. We. Pointed out, we see it, but we're going to talk more broadly about like being women in general. Yeah, Yeah.
1: what kindness means to women and women in general. so Exactly. We have a lot of things. Let's just dive right in. (laughs) in. There's also like a couple different aspects that I wanted to hit on. Like, how do you perceive yourself? You know, like five years ago before Mm -hmm. college, like, I like to think of, of like most people as kind of like soft and naive and like Mm. you know how has life kind of changed you like do you think you've grown in kindness do you think you've become kind of a you know what like or just I like experiencing people's journeys and like Mm. how they've come to realize you know the person that they are now and how that person is fully realized so let's dive in
0: let's dive in do you want to start
1: yeah yes I do so um one thing that I see a lot of, and, like, there's all these memes on Twitter about it, or, like, tweets or whatever. It's about, like, how people are, like, I enjoy people that, like, don't let the world take away their softness, like, stay soft no matter what. And, like, I don't know how I think about all of that. Mm. I don't know about all of that, Chief. Um, but, I mean, obviously, as time has gone on, like, I think I'm at a really comfortable place right now with, you know, the way I act towards others and, like, there's a whole backstory in and of that itself. But there was like a big period of time and I think this had a lot to do with, you know, my almost infatuation with social media and like, you know, my experience in middle school, high school, whatever. There was a period of time where like, I thought being mean was cool. Mm. Like I thought that was, you know, that was the way to popularity. That was the way to like, you know, behave. Um, And like I said, I think a lot of that has to do with my experience growing up because I came from a very stereotypical cliquey high school and, like, no matter what friend group you were in, no matter, like, you know, where you kind of stood, everyone was kind of mean. Yeah. (laughs) Everyone was kind of mean in a different way. Um, And I was not popular by any means. Uh, And I think that, like, that had an effect on how I treated other people because I would treat people the way they treated me. So... It took me – I've always had a problem with, like, you know, mending bridges. I would let my pride get in the way of things. I just really struggled with the whole concept of kindness, regardless of who it is, Um, really up until, like, sophomore, junior year. And, like, that's when I kind of got a slap in the face because, you know, something happened, and I was like, there's no way I can continue acting – the way I do, treating other people the way that I do, and, like, it has been such a huge turnaround on the way that I interact with the world, and I'm, like, I'm being very vague about all this, I know, but right. there's, you know, some things I want to keep private. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I feel that I'm finally comfortable enough with myself to be kind to others, and I hate that it took, it took me this long, you know what I mean? I'm gonna end on that note. I well. that's um, a winding road, but.
0: Well, I would say that you're one of the kindest people I've met. You know, like, it's not even just – you're also very welcoming to people, and I think that goes hand-in-hand hand with each other. Um, they're not super separable, even though they are two different things. But, yeah, you should know that it doesn't go unnoticed how nice you are to everybody you meet.
1: Well, that's very – that's really validating to hear. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like it – I don't know. I – I've always been a friend to others because I, more often than not, people weren't friends to me. So, like, I think that's always something I tried really hard to do, but, yeah, it, it's been a been a journey. It's been a road. It have been called some mean things, <laughs> so we're here now. What about you? Um,
0: I guess when you talk about, like, a five-year journey or just, like, a look back and yeah. how do you think you've changed... The thing that came to my mind first was how kind I am to myself. Mm. Um, I wish that was a thing. <laughs> Dang. I don't think I'm good at it yet, mm. mm-hmm. but I do think I've come a long ways. I specifically think about in high school, and it was genuinely funny to me at the time, um, but myself and I was on debate, and we, did it. we spent all day every day together because all of us in the team were also – we had all done theater together since we were, like, eight years old and, like, mm-hmm. still did it in high school together. And a lot of us, we were all in, like, show choir together and band together. And we just did every single activity together. So I was with my team constantly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was kind of always a running joke that, like, we would point to a trash can and be, like, ha, Shelby. That kind of, like,
1: you know yeah. what I mean? Or just yeah, like, it's, like, like, self-deprecating humor. Exactly. Like,
0: yeah. like super. Um, I remember... It really stuck with me when I was a freshman in college and one of the seniors still in high school that was on my team sent out a group snap that was like I'm currently the Shelby in parentheses the total mess of the senior class this year and everybody's kind of like laughed at it um and I laughed at it too but I made a conscious effort starting um Thanksgiving break of my sophomore year of college I kind of started realizing that I needed to stop making such deprecating humor in that way. Like, I think it's still funny in different ways. Like, mm-hmm, I can
1: mm-hmm.
0: – I think there are ways to make jokes about yourself and at your own expense that are still kind to yourself. Definitely. Um, and I also had to stop – I just made, like, a conscious decision. Um, I no longer say jokes like, oh, my gosh, like, I'm so tired, like, kill me. Or, mm-hmm, like hmm Mm-hmm. For a lot of reasons, but um, – and I think along a huge, long, very multi-layered, multifaceted <laughs> journey of being kinder to myself, uh, that's been a huge plus is not accepting those kinds of jokes from others or myself
1: anymore. You can't see me, but I'm snapping. I like, <laughs> love that. And, like, I think more often than not, like the way you treat others is often a reflection of how you treat yourself. And yeah. So I think you really just got to the root of a lot of problems that can come about here is just like how do you talk to yourself how does how what do the voices in your head sound like when you talk to yourself like if you're not hearing good things how are you gonna project that out into the world
0: exactly and it seems like so naive to be like stop thinking bad jokes about yourself and suddenly you'll be in love with who you and are. It's easy. Yeah, yeah and it's, it's not. not. It's not. It's not. But I was surprised by what it, such a small change, for me personally, this might mm-hmm. not be the same for everybody, but for me, like, what a small change. And it made such a huge difference in my own – and, of course, I didn't see it right away, mm-hmm. but it was only, like, months later. Like, looking back, I realized how much better I treated my own self. Yeah, definitely.
1: Um,
0: but When it comes to being kind to others, we did want to talk about how – It can be really hard as a young woman, a lot of, some, this has happened so many times where kindness is perceived as flirting.
1: Ah. And it's such a
0: hard thing to reconcile with.
1: Like, gosh, and that's, so I'm just thinking back to like all the times, you know, like in childhood, totally inconsequential, like, you know, your roughhousing and like kindergarten or something, like. And it's mostly, like, you know, I was always told to, like, tone it down, like, be nicer, like, no, like, be nice, give him a hug, like, it's okay. Very much that, I think, you know, that follows you into adulthood. And so, you know, hopefully your default is to, you know, be nice to someone that you meet, you know, at an event, at a party, at a get-together, you know, just just to be nice. And it, oh, 80% of the time, personally, gets misconstrued for like oh I'm interested in you yes no, I'm just being a simple kind human mm-hmm. not interested not even in the slightest looking at you that way just yeah. not you but and I wonder so what that says
0: about the fact that like someone being kind to you someone else can perceive as forty. like I wonder what that says about like society, society as a whole
1: <laughs> maybe this is like a deeper conversation that we need to have mm. um
0: I wonder also at first I was gonna equate it to like what does it say about men and entitlement? But I really, truly, like, if I'm being honest with myself, like, it's not hard for a guy to be super kind to me and for me to be oh like, my gosh. oh my gosh, 100%. Like, whoa, was that just, whoa, like. Is
1: it interested? Yeah, and like, yeah. that's why there's always like the one guy who's seen as a flirt, but he's just super nice and all the girls like him because he's super nice. Mm-hmm. So I think it is more of a societal issue. Yeah. Know?
0: Yeah, wonder, dude, we're not
1: often like showing kind kindness to strangers.
0: That's mm. Mm. <laughs> that's that's what we gotta change. <laughs> oh my god! It starts today. Yeah,
1: but like you know, in in the same breath as you know, being kind, being a woman, um, the expectation,
0: yeah, of kindness.
1: You know what I mean? As like the you,
0: expectation is you're gonna be kind. You're gonna
1: be kind. Like you can't have a bad day. You can't be feeling off. Like you know, if you act you know, you're not feeling well that day, you're in all your little flustered, whatever it may be, you can be labelled a certain word very quickly.
0: Exactly. And sometimes I have to remind myself, even if I am
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to cough <laughs> I gotta cough. I went... Oh my
0: gosh, that was hilarious. I tried my hardest. Oh my gosh, I love that.
1: No oh. <laughs> I were I... no, please let me be sorry. Okay.
0: Where was I? Going?
1: expectations um can't have a bad day label the b-word
0: yes sometimes i have to remind myself that even if i am having a bad day it doesn't mean i can't still be kind to people mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but i know exactly what you're saying if you're not especially over the top and nice sometimes people are like well
1: like even you. like excuse me yeah um this is like the stupidest thing like always make it a point to say, like, thank you to a bus driver. Yeah, You know, like, something, something's like, yeah. I'm not gonna say stupid, but, like, something as insignificant as that. But, like, the other day, I was just, I had just a crappy day. Like, so, so much work to do. Like, emotionally drained. And I, like, didn't say thank you to the shuttle driver. I just, like, kind of got off in a huff. And I was like, that was so mean. Oh <sighs> my they gonna think I'm so mean. And just, like, it was, it's just the fact that that was my, like, biggest regret of the day. Like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: where did that you know, expectation come from. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Did
0: you ever work customer service? Yes. I think that's what, no, I think that's what does it. I think like from someone who worked at Walmart for four years, Mm. if you, if your entire day for however long you're working there is dependent on you being kind to every single person you meet in the face of oftentimes a lot of not so kindness coming back Mm. to you. Mm -hmm. Um, I think not only is it good, like it teaches you to, how to be kind in the face of adversity or rudeness um but then when you're on the other side you want to be extra kind to people in customer service positions
1: Yeah, even like two instances when like me and my friends would go out like when we go out to eat or something I will stack the plates put all of our napkins on top of the plates put back the ketchup and like everything like I will try my hardest to make their job easier because it's like I worked, I worked like, retail for,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, four years, four or five years, like, total at a couple of different places, and just, like, I would, there's no reason for you to, like, not hang up the clothes in the dressing room yes. or like something like that. So, like, I would always do that just, you know, just to try to help out, and I remember when I was working as a stylist at Ann Taylor, most of the customers coming in were, like, older women that, you know, didn't need to have a job, and they would just kind of shop around, and that that, that was, like, our demographic, and, like, we knew that. Um, and more often than not, more, no, more often than not, they were kind. they were you know, grandmotherly, very kind, but it just took one person, you know, to say something. I know like maybe they're having a bad day, but like, you know, they would say something, do something. That one instance would like wipe out all the niceness and kindness that I had experienced throughout the day. So I think that, you know, makes me extra aware of like what I do and how I act. Yeah.
0: And I, and I think that when, you, when you're so aware, like as a woman, um, you're either like, oh, I don't want to be super kind because mm-hmm. I don't want to come off as I'm flirting. I don't want to come off – I don't want people to take advantage of me. I think it's easy Big, for yeah. people to look at a kind woman and think, well, she doesn't know what she's doing or she's stupid yeah. or she's not a leader or a capable worker. You know what I mean? Like, there's mm-hmm. all these things that come with being too kind. And then there's also, you can't not be kind. You can't afford to not be kind as a woman in a workplace.
1: Oh, yes, of course. Because
0: even if you're acting very neutral, mm-hmm. you get that immediate label of being a, a, It's so hard not to say it.
1: <laughs> we can swear on this podcast. I don't know why we can't. We're 22 years old. You are. I am. You're close. No, you're not. But you'll get there. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but yeah, fine. You can be labeled
0: as a bitch, and it's mm-hmm. so degrading and demeaning to see your male counterparts get praised for that behavior. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I will. Oh my gosh. This like really woke me up as to what being a male in the workplace could be, and like. My – so I mentioned this before. My dad, you know, worked in a corporate setting for um, his entire career, 36 years at the same company. Like, he did very well for himself. He was, like, VP of international sales, like, big thing. Um, And he would do, like, a lot of conference calls from home, and, like, you know, it would be, like, him and, like, other, you know, male authoritative figures in the company chatting. Um, And, like, the way that they would talk to each other, because, like, sometimes he'd have them have, you know – his partner person on speakerphone. Hmm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just like, it, it's like it's like profanities out the window and like I could never picture myself like acting that acting like that in the workplace. I could never see like a woman acting like that in the workplace and like that being acceptable and that could perhaps be my, you know, me being ignorant, me not knowing, you know, what it is like to be a, like, a woman in a in, a, in, in an executive position somewhere. Um, but I just don't think that would fly. I don't think that would fly at all. And, like, I, I need to put this out there because I'm like, oh, my God. But, like, my dad is the most, like, he handled, like, hiring people mm-hmm. in the company for the longest time. And, yeah. like, since he had two daughters himself, like, he would always be the one to be, like, kind of set right. that straight. So, lucky dad. <laughs> just got to put that out there. just like I can never picture a woman speaking the way that they did, so right. casually without care that they would be, you know, they would be taken for something else.
0: Exactly. I think the first time that I had that realization, um like I mentioned I was in debate and we competed every single weekend for years. And I was on a team, it was my partner was um a boy. And Boy-girl partnerships were not – they were pretty common, you know, like whatever. A lot of boy-boy partnerships. Not a lot of um, two girls as debate partners. Hmm. And I remember I would get – we would walk into rounds and I would always find myself being like, oh my gosh, she's so rude. She's so mean Mm. with the way that the girls in the rounds would talk. And even though their boy partners would – talk the exact same way. And I, it would just kind of go over my head. And I think it was all, obviously it was all internalized from everything you've seen over the years. But I, looking back, even my coaches, like we would go into rounds, big rounds. And my coach, my head coach would pull my partner and I aside and he would, and his pep talk to us would be about how I had to talk differently than how my partner Brett talked. Brett could be the dominant, smart, intelligent, aggressive person talking on our team and then he would turn to me and say, "Shelby, you have to talk pretty, you have to talk smooth.
1: You I have to you're kidding.
0: Oh, no, no, no. It, no, no. Not at all. And and I totally accepted that. I was like, "Yep, Brett's role is to be the smart, aggressive one that can clap back all the time and give sassy responses and cross-ex, and my role is to be put together and poised and smart and professional and Stand on my ground, but never be sassy. Oh, my
1: God. And it's God. such
0: a little thing. But
1: that sticks it, with you. It took. that's like your yeah, formative years. That was high school. Exactly.
0: And it was a male coach that I had at the mm. time a lot of respect for. Mm. And I don't – that was so – and like I said, that wasn't the only factor of why, but that really contributed to me projecting those ideas onto the other girls that I would meet in debate.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and that's something now that I actively have to fight against in my broadcasting classes or yeah definitely whatever it
1: is see I feel like I think I have a a bit of like the opposite going on I think Mm. you know this could probably tie in and like you know I think I took a lot of how I interact with other people from my dad like he's I definitely get my social like everything from my dad he's very boisterous swears a lot just like a big old happy Italian guy and like I think I kind of took that on um and so a lot of the times when I like you know I'm talking to someone like another girl and they're a little softer spoken or like whatever I'm always like what's wrong with you you know like it's something and I wow you're just fitting it all together for me but like I think the way that I interact with others and how I speak with others I'm like I know I interrupt a lot. I know I, you know, over talk over people. I get angry when people try to interrupt me. And I think that I I got that from my dad. Mm. And so I see the opposite from that. And I'm like, you need to speak up. Like, why don't you just speak up? But I know it's not like there's a middle ground somewhere. And it's just really interesting to see the other side of that.
0: It's so hard to find that middle ground. But it's so interesting mm. how finding that is so intricate and vital to so many women in the workplace
1: oh 100 yeah yeah I think I think that also comes from the amount of talks that I've I this whole podcast is gonna be about my dad because <laughs> like like shout out shout out to <laughs> um but like growing up to both me and my sister because he's like he saw he sees it firsthand in like the workplace he's like you guys are gonna have a hard time a harder time than like I would so like when we were speaking or something he would always like kind of force us to be a little bit louder, a little bit more forward, and in some ways that has did me dirty a little bit, (laughs) and I think in most situations it's helped, because a lot of people say they get super nervous in interviews, or they, you know, when it's, like, a serious conversation, they can't, they can't perform, they get nervous, or, like, you know, they'll stutter, and, like, while I still have troubles, like, public speaking, in an interview, I am the most, like, cocky, confident, like, bitchy person but like it's worked every time So I think I oftentimes will start speaking with the male person interviewing me sometimes get paired like you know with two people interviewing you um the male interviewee or interviewer will start talking to me like more because they get a sense of like you know how I'm speaking which is really messed up the more that you Mm. think about it much to consider. A lot to consider. And like I never really I never gave thought to any of this before. I didn't even think this was what this was what the podcast was gonna be about. But <laughs> I think just the fact that I had such a heavy male influence right. with like my social skills has kind of set me up for that. Yeah. And this probably was a contributing factor to like maybe my meat drink a little bit.
0: Oh. No, no I'm not
1: I don't want to say that far. Bye. I don't think so. Yeah, bye. I don't think so. <laughs> I take it back. I take it back.
0: It's so interesting. It's like being kind is such a state of being. It's obviously a lifestyle that in my humblest of opinions, we should all be living. Mm. Mm. I call it a hot take. I don't know. Like, I feel like that's very normal thing to ask of people. Yeah. Ask for people.
1: I think it's like super situational though. Because like, I, I, I don't think you should be kind all the time. I think you can get taken advantage of a lot, and I think maybe that that's just true, my though. negative view on the world, perhaps.
0: That that is a good point. I think maybe my way to look at it is go into every situation that you either, unless you know that someone does not deserve your kindness or your respect.
1: Doesn't everyone deserve your kindness and respect?
0: I don't know. <laughs> we gotta flesh this
1: out. Let's flesh this out. This is a very. Well, I think this gets into like super deep tones. This gets into more like philosophical and ethical quandaries, if you will.
0: Well, maybe that can be the point, too, is that you can treat every single person with kindness, full stop. And so even if there's a situation where you're going to get taken advantage of if you do, I think there are ways to shut that person down in a kind way.
1: Mm -hmm. I don't know if you want to include this or not, so I'm just going to put this in as a pause. (laughs) But... I have this story that I've never forgotten. So I went to CCD growing up because I got confirmed in a Roman Catholic household. Um, And one of the things that we had to do was go on this, like, cute little trip. It was, like, a two-day thing. Or no, no, no. It was just, like, a one-all-day thing at like, some really pretty church somewhere in Illinois. I don't really remember. Um, But there was all these exercises that we had to do. And so I remember all, all the CCD people were, like, it was, like, a couple schools all in one room and this priest was running this event and he was like all right so you know like the bible preaches forgiveness and kindness so say someone killed your parents Mm. would you be kind to that person would you forgive them walk to that side of the room if you would and i stayed put (laughs) i did not move and like i want to say half the class went to the other side of the room And I was just like, no. Mm. And I remember the priest, like, trying to – because I think that was less people than he thought would move. Right. So he tried to, like – he's like, well, you know, it says in the Bible that everyone deserves kindness and respect and, like, Mm. all this. And, like, I remember him trying to, like, justify it in my head. I'm like, full stop, no. You know? So I don't know if you want to include that, but that's just a little – that's a memory that I have Yeah. Almost.
0: No, literally as you were saying that, I was starting to think back on my own statement and I was like, you know, like, do I want to be and I mean, yeah, politically, do I want to be kind to somebody that I think is not kind to a lot of people? Do I want to be kind to someone who supports an administration that is putting babies in cages and discriminating against people? And it's hmm, perhaps we Perhaps we did stumble <laughs> a little bit into something and we like, weren't we're ready not, for. We're
1: not claiming to have all the answers. We're not claiming we're not claiming we right. Any answers? We're, we're, this is a podcast. <laughs> well,
0: and like that's I think part this of this whole thing is we're yeah. talking about being on the cusp of a transition. What's weird and crazy about it, and what's weird and crazy about trying to navigate a young woman, like her place in not only the workplace but the world. And how people expect you to be kind, or mm. don't expect you to be kind, and should you, should you not? And so far, I've changed opinions seven times in the last ten minutes. So <laughs> it like I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think I I hate that I'm coming to this, but I'm like it's situational. Like it yeah. really just is is situational. Like it's a mixture of how you were raised, your experiences. You know, are you living life as like, you know. A woman of color. Right. Are you experiencing life, you know, differently than other people? I think that all has a say in how you go about this subject.
0: Like, yeah. Hmm. So, as always, I know less than I think I do.
1: (laughs) Yeah, as always. Who knows? But that's kind
0: of, like, the cool part, I think, is talking this out. I don't really have a lot of conversations like this, and I never Mm -hmm. really get to sit down and flesh out, like, what does kindness mean to me? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, what is the definition of kindness? And there's probably some philosopher that we could look up. and We're not going to. Debate <laughs> conflicting theories. But that's not what this podcast is.
0: No. I think the one – I I am going to stand by this, hmm. I think. I say now. I might change. But no, I'll no I'm going to stand by it. I might
1: agree. Mm.
0: Um, the one thing that you should all – the one person you should always be kind to is yourself. Yeah. And that's –
1: Definitely agree.
0: That's something that – Full stop, you deserve your respect um, and your own love. And I think, I've said this before, but the motto that I've really been trying to live by this year is just to collect all of the good things and move forward. And I think that's a way that you can be really kind to yourself is filling yourself with the good things and constantly just collecting them in the midst of bad because it's not about shuffling off and trying to avoid the bad. It's just... In the midst of it collecting the good things.
1: Hmm. I think that's one thing that I can also full stop get on board with. Oh, we we well. have full stopped a couple times, but, like, this four. is the fullest of stops.
0: Five? Wow. Wow.
1: <laughs> Keep it going. No, I agree. Yeah, take a
0: shot every time we say full stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, to end, mm. no matter what your opinion is on this, and if you think this is good or not, mm-hmm. people will remember if you're kind. So...
1: Big snaps of that. If it That's is, true.
0: if it is appropriate in the situation, if the person really does deserve this, mm-hmm. um, kindness is such an easy and or not. It's not always easy, but it's it's such a good gift to give somebody.
1: I don't think you'll ever regret being kind, right? Unless there's some situation I can't think of, but I don't think you'll ever regret being kind. And I'm super thankful that like we're both on a better. Half the kindness
0: yeah. than
1: we were before. Yeah. Finger guns. What a what a good finger guns. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and now, after such a lovely quote, this is when we usually talk about what we're going to talk about next week. But
1: we're just kind of flying. Yeah, we're we're we're, we're rolling letting, the punches. It's almost final season. We're letting we're tired.
0: the wind blow us where it may. Please. please um. Work.
1: We'll see what happens next Tuesday. Um, (laughs) Join us. Definitely (laughs) join us. I think that we should, you know, two legal gals one day get a drink, Mm. put one topic on our little dock. Right. And then just go from there. I think that could be super fun. Yeah. That could be, like, a little little special, perhaps, one day, but who knows if we're going to do that next week? We probably won't. (laughs) <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and putting on, putting up with our yes. ramblings, thank our you. stories.
0: Tell us what your thoughts are on kindness and what you're thinking. You can find us at HerCampusLUC on Twitter and come let us know your thoughts.
1: Mm-hmm. And also check out the getting there hashtag on HerCampus.com and that'll pop up all of the articles yep. with links to all the rest of the podcast. Yes. One more time, shout out, to Sailor Sponti, I love you. That's my dad. <laughs> um, thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we hope that you stick with us and hopefully you'll be there when we get there. Bye. Bye. <laughs>